the title is Vitally Connected. And we start out being connected by being saved. That's the first thing it says. In John 14, 6, it says, I am the way and the truth of the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So since we don't have anybody that was saved in like the past couple of months, I'm assuming we're all saved. So we're all connected. We're all connected to God. So that's, that's the first step. And um, you have to be connected to experience God's best. In John 15, 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me, and this is the amplified version, whoever lives in me and I in him bears abundant fruit. Being connected to him, this to me is the key to being successful in your life, is being vitally connected to him. It says, whoever uh, lives in me and I am him, and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from the vital union with me can do nothing. You can do nothing, that's what it says. So, um, and, and, it, and it comes to a place where you're relying on God. Now, when I was growing up, um, you, know, I, you, you know my story. I was born in church, I think. And I, I think. <laughs> and, you know, we were there every time the door was open. And, and my mom was vitally connected to the vision of that church. She, she knew it. She, she preached it. She prayed it around. She loved it. And she was vitally connected. And in her life, there was success. And so I knew with that success of being a successful Christian look like. I had a great example of it. Um, but then in my life, after there were a few opportunities for hurt, not from anything that anybody did, it's from my own stupid choices. And I, made, I made stupid choices, and from stupid choices comes stupid fruit, and then you got to eat stupid fruit. And so, you know, I was in a place of just stupid. And <laughs> I was ate up with it. But, uh, in those places, I would find myself knowing and longing for and wanting that success that I knew was possible. I knew, I knew who God was. I knew how powerful he was. I knew uh, what he was able to do. But I couldn't, after I got myself in a place that wasn't um, my mom's doing, you know what I mean? Like, as parents, you set up this little cocoon environment for them, and you're like, oh, this is the way life is, and it's so wonderful, and blah, blah, blah. And then, the, and then your kids do stupid stuff, and then they're out, you know, they have to find their way back. You can't cocoon them out there because they've taken themselves out from the covering that God provides for them. And so being out there, I knew what that success looked like, and I longed for it in my heart. And then I'm, you know... You wake up in the morning, you're like, all right, today is the day I leave Stupidville. And, you know, and, and you're determined that today is the day. Like, pack your bags, I'm out. You know, I am not going to be here anymore. And so you get, you know, you're like, yes. And so day one, woo, I'm on the road out of Town. High five, whoop, you know. And, and so you're on, the tr- you're on the path, and you're going down the road. And then, and then, because you're doing it in your own strength, like you have, you know, a couple of days of success, and then the next thing you know, stupid just jumps back on you, and you're just stupid again. I mean, it's like, you don't, like, what? I said this was the day. <laughs> Didn't you hear me this morning, self? Come on. You know, and you'd be laying face down. Ah, oh, dang it. Stupid again. 
You know, and, and <laughs> it's not really funny, but it is when you sit back and look at it. It's like, seriously? You, you said that yesterday. Look at you today. You're a mess. And, you know, and it's just like the Bible says that if you, when you clean out the house, if you don't replace it, it comes back worse. Like, you deeper in stupid town. You're like, you're, you're running for mayor at this point. Pick me. <laughs> I could do stupid better than any of you. You know, and, and, and that's, that's just the way it is because you're doing it in your own strength. And, you know, God gave me an analogy. It was like, when you rely on him, you're trusting that he shows up. You know, like, it's kind of like when you have a party. Like, you do your part. You're like, okay, I made the hors d'oeuvres. I decorated my house. I cleaned my toilets. I scrubbed the floors. You know, I got everything ready. I, I sent out the invitations. I thought about who I wanted to invite. You know, I've got, I've got party games. You've done your part. You're trusting that people show up. In your life relying on God, you know, it, it, it's a two-way street. Because I said I relied on God, but I didn't because I was still doing it myself. I'm determining today's the day that I leave. And, and, and there was nothing backing that up except me. So I would fall down a lot. Fortunately, I had an example of how to do it, so I would have the hope to get back up. There was always hope in me saying, oh, you know you can do this. <laughs> you know there's a way to do this. You just got to figure it, you know, you got to figure it out. And, I'm, and I tried to, fi- and, and, and it would be time after time after time. You know, I, I, I've always likened it to being like a runner at the starting blocks. Like, all right, God, this time I'm going to make it to the finish. You know, and, and and, and you would get down to the starting blocks just waiting for the starter to say, go, because you knew you were going to make it to the finish line this time. And every time I would fall down with the finish right in front of me, like, oh, fell down again. So you'd have to walk back to the starting gates. You know, it, it was just, it was that kind of repetitive thing in my life. And every time I found myself farther away and deeper in and and more miserable and more willing to sin better than I had before because that's the way the cycle works it but I wasn't relying on God because I wasn't putting myself in a position where I needed him to show up I've showed up God I'm waiting for you to show up See, it's that when you're vitally connected, you're saying, I'm putting myself in a position where, God, you can trust that I'm going to show up as much as I need you to show up. Where I'm going to show up. I'm going to be willing. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be in a position where I'm ready for you. See, I, I always thought I was trusting God. But I wasn't really, because I never put myself in a position where he had to show up because I was in a place where I was waiting for him to show up. Does that make sense? Okay. Today I've asked some ladies to help me 
and give a little bit of their testimony of what it means to be vitally connected. So, Jen, if you want to be first. Yeah, come, no, yes, yes, come up here. They want to see you as well as hear you. Good morning. Um, when I was praying about what I should say, and I was thinking about um, what being vitally connected means in my life, um, the, the verse that came to me was um, Acts seventeen twenty eight, and it says, In him we live and move and have our being. And um, what I was thinking about is when I'm not connected to God, I'm not truly living. I'm not living his will for my life. I'm not truly moving in his direction that he has for me. And I'm not being the person that he wants me to be. I've been saved since I was very young. I've always been in church. But I haven't always been at that point in my life where I was totally surrendering my life to God, trusting him to be my everything. And um, so confidence has always been an issue in my life that I've struggled with, you know, because I just wasn't, I, I don't think I'd surrendered everything to God. You know, I thought I had to do stuff in my own power and I had to have the ability myself. And so I've struggled a lot with that in my life, but God has started dealing with me a lot in the last year in that issue. And and he showed me that in order for me to go where he wanted me to go, that um, I, w I was going to have to be confident, but my confidence was going to have to be in him and not in myself. It was going to have to be in his ability working through me. And um, in the, um, well, my excuses, I had excuses, you know, well, I can't do that. I don't have time or whatever, but those are just absolutely ridiculous to God because he created me and he knows exactly what I've been created for. He knows what he's called me to and he knows that I do have the time because it's what I was created for and I was just making excuses because I wasn't confident. And so in the last year, you know, he's been dealing with me and I've just been absolutely amazed at the things that, um, that I've been able to do that um, as I've stepped out, how he's just been there for me and showed up every time that I needed him. Um, the things that I've stepped out into, they're not things that come easy to me or naturally. And, um, but he's just, I had to, I had to stop seeing myself as unable. And he showed me that I have to know that in his grace, I can do it. That when I will take that step for him to what he's telling me to do, that he'll show up and in his grace that, that I can do it. And he's, he's been faithful. And, um, but that confidence that, um, that I have now, um, it's, it's enabled me to enjoy life more every day. I feel like I'm not just getting through life anymore, but I'm actually enjoying life and enjoying the things that I'm doing because I know now that I'm, I'm, I know I'm in his will for, his, for my life and that I'm not doing these things alone. I don't have to. I don't have to rely on myself and my ability. The things that I do, like leading the Young Marrieds group, I love these people, <laughs> like my own family now, you know. And it's just been awesome because, you know, I've never seen myself as a leader in any area and anything like that. And so stepping out and doing that, and it's just been awesome how God has just given me ideas and a love for these people. Um, the worship team, homeschooling my kids, I mean, that stuff I can do with confidence because I know that this is what God 
has given me to do and that I'm fulfilling his purpose for my life. Um, so, yeah, basically what it, what it all comes down to is um, just, you know, being vitally connected to him. We all have a purpose, and um, God has something for each of us to do, and I just think it's so important that we be connected to him so that we can fulfill um, the purpose that he has for us because we all are a part of the body and we all fit in somewhere and when we're not fulfilling our purpose um, then there's a piece missing so we're all important we're all equally important and um, when we're connected to him then we can do that and we can do it well and have success because we don't do it alone is there anyone who lacks confidence to do the things that that god has put in your heart that you think you know what I, and this is just a let's just be honest moment <laughs> yeah if you if the confidence if you need to shift your confidence from you to god if that's something that you struggle with just raise your hand and we'll have jim pray for you well father i just thank you that god in you we can truly do all things father and I thank you, Lord, that, that those that are struggling with seeing themselves as able, Father, that you will give them a new vision. God, that they will stop looking at themselves in their own eyes, but see themselves through your eyes, Father. I thank you, Father, that um, you have placed on the inside of each one of us, Father, purpose and passion for something, God. And I thank you, Lord, that you give each of us boldness to step out and to do those things. You give us boldness just to be ourselves, Father, who you created us to be, and to be confident to know, God, that you are going to be there every step of the way, that your grace is sufficient, God. And I bind the fear, I bind lies in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, God, that that as each of us, Lord, just step out. Lord, as you put something on our heart, Father, and you lead us and you guide us, that we, as we step out, Father, we see you there. We see you showing up. And God, in your faithfulness in our lives, Father, and I thank you for courage. And I just thank you for joy in the hearts of these people that as they begin to step out, Father, that they truly find that place that thing that they've been looking for in their life, maybe that, that empty hole, that, that, that thing that's been missing in their life, Father, that they will now have courage to go forth and do it because they know that they will never be alone. Your grace is sufficient. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, the next person I ask, uh, Megan. Come on. Come on up, Megan. And, uh, you know, when she came back to town, she was with us when she was younger in the youth group and grew up here, and then she went away. And then when she came back, I've never seen one, someone become so vital in so many areas so fast. I mean, and and I, I, I attribute that to a heart that's willing to serve. Not that you guys aren't as vitally connected to in your area, but like it was like, like she showed up and was like, yes. <laughs> Yes. And so um, I asked her to come and, and share with you today what it means for her to be vitally connected. Thank you. Um, you know, for the longest time, don't take my notes. I need my notes, man. 
um, you know, when I, when I moved away, I felt like I had a plan and a, and a purpose. And that plan was so structured. You know, I knew I could get a bachelor's degree in four years and then the master's degree in two and the PhD four years after that. And I knew exactly how many publications I needed to get out as an undergrad and how many I needed to get out as a master's student. And I knew that tenure took six years and I needed to publish one article per year to get that done. And, you know, I could set this up. You know, it was, the numbers were all in my head. It was all set and it was all structured. And for me, that was great. You know, I'm, I'm, God has given me a very organized sort of perspective on life. I like things to be in order. I like things to be nice and neat and pretty. And a 16-week semester did that. It was great. I knew I could, if I got a draft done by week 8, that I could have a draft to a publisher by week 16 and still have time to grade my students' papers. And everything fit into nice 16-week chunks. It was perfect. And then a roadblock came about my first year of my PhD program. And then another one. And finally one that eventually sent me back home. And at the time, that became one of the roughest periods of my life. Because everything that I had built my trust in, that 16-week semester, my students, my research, my logic had just gotten swept out from underneath me. I didn't have a job. I was overqualified for most jobs now because I was a third-year PhD student. I, went, I even went to places like Walmart and said, just, just hire me. I just need something to make sure that I don't, you know, that my mother doesn't lose her house. <laughs> you know, I just needed something, anything. And in the meantime, God said, you know what? You know where you feel safe. Go back there. So I, I went to, to Chris Buckmiller and I said, I don't care if you want me to scrub toilets. <laughs> you want me to vacuum? Do you want me to help in children's church? Do you want me to be in the office answering phones? What do you want me to do? Just, just let me be here because I feel safe here. And what it end up, ended up being was my safety net. And circumstances as far as home, I wish they could, I could say that they've changed and that my success has come from being willing to be here. But in the natural, things aren't a whole lot different than they were 18 months ago. And sometimes that makes it hard and I get tired. But at the same time, there is so much more strength in knowing that my purpose is still the same. The logical brain that God gave me, my, my teacher's heart, my, my desire to serve anybody and everybody is no different than it was when I was in school. It's just repurposed a little bit. And God has taken that and used it to allow me. And I, I sort of look at it as, you know, I get the opportunity to serve. I get to be here. I messed a lot of things up in school, and yet God still chose to use me. I came home at a time where life wasn't looking so good. And God still chooses to need me and chooses to use me. And so the world's definition of success, of wealth and knowledge and, and power, it's not nearly as important to me anymore. And the scripture that God has always sort of given me, and I didn't even use my notes, it's great. Um, but 
the, the, the scripture that God has given me a while back that he said, you know, you've always been the type that when I told you to do something, you just did it. And it was like the, the bachelor's degree, the master's degree, the PhD, no matter what, it was like, man, I was set. I knew how to do it. I got it done no matter what. And he's given me Psalm 119.10. And in the Message Bible, it says, I'm single-minded in pursuit of you. Don't let me miss the road signs you've posted. And I wish I could say I didn't miss all the road signs. God took a pretty big one to get me back to Indiana. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but I'm just as single-minded in pursuit in the pursuits of what God's given me here as I was in the Ph.D. And I don't miss where I was. I just look forward to where God has for me to go from here. And last but not least, we have Heather Harbolt. You guys all know Heather, and she's agreed to talk, which doesn't happen a lot, so I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I feel like that being vitally connected is so important because um, without... Megan's got me all emotional here, so bear with me. <laughs> um, his love is what keeps me vitally connected in... Um, Psalms 36, 7 in the New Living says, How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. And for me to stay vitally connected means knowing that his love, no matter what I've done, no matter how many mistakes that I've made, and Lord knows that I've made my share, <laughs> um, he, he loves me. And, and it's not going to change I can I can disconnect myself. You know, sometimes I feel like that when I have made a mistake, I'm like the biggest, I beat myself up so bad over making a mistake, saying something I shouldn't have, giving away a piece of my mind that I should have kept. <laughs> um, you know, all those things. And then I play it over in my head. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Why did I say this? Just over and over in my head. And I just, you have to remember that no matter what, God's unfailing love, no matter how much you beat yourself up, he's always there to say, it's okay. I love you. You didn't do something so bad that you can't come back. That's how I stay connected. And, and the other part, you know, with staying connected with God is, is knowing that he loves me, and it doesn't matter what I've ever done in my whole life. He loves me, and that's the most important thing. And the other part of for me, being connected, being vitally connected is being a part of a family, a church family is so, 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 so important. If you've been around here, I've been here since 17 years. For 17 years, I was 17 when I came here, and I was 17, married with a child. <laughs> Shane's mom brought us here, actually, and um, we bounced around to a couple churches and just never really got connected the way we were at the other church we were in, and it was really hard to for me to, because of where I was, my my social status as a married 17-year-old with a child, for me to feel like I fit in anywhere. And um, I felt so connected here. And I would, we would come for a while, and things would be great. And then we would just, oh, well, we're tired. We don't really want to go to church. And so, you know, a couple weeks go by, and we haven't been to church. Who knows? how long, whatever. And then we're like, oh, I miss church. 
we need to get back in the church, you know, <laughs> on and on and on. We went, I don't know how long we did that. And then, then you realize, and I prayed so hard, God, give me godly friends that would come alongside, that would, you know, it's so important to have friends that say, you know, how you doing? Are you okay? Do you need something? You know, just, and that's what we are. That, I mean, don't you ladies agree that that's what we are? You come here and we're like, do you need something? Let me help you. Let me, you know, do you want to go to coffee? Let's, you know, let's chat. Let's, let's get connected. Right, Carmen? <laughs> and that's what we are. And so I have a friend that she struggles and she's not coming right now. And I cannot stress to her enough how important it is to be here, to be here so that you can be with these ladies that keep you going and stay connected. Thank you. Amen. You know, when, and I talked about how not relying on God, the thing that made the difference in my life was being here being connected to what God was doing. I mean, every time the doors were open, I was here. I I was going to BBI. I, you know, I, I, I was going, I was going to school. I had one, then two little ones. You know, whatever Pastor Pam asked me to do, the answer was yes, except for the one time when she asked me to leave worship out of a joke, and I said no. <laughs> That's the only time I said no. I told her no once, and I told Pastor Bill no once. And that was the only time, and then I repented real hard and said, Oh, Lord, please, please let him ask me again, because if he asks me again, I'll say yes to anything. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. I felt so bad. He asked me if I wanted to pray for the offering. I said, What if I say no? It was when, you know, I would be like, When I prayed, Lord, please let this offering you. I was like, There was more people praying that I wouldn't die. While I was talking, <laughs> so I appreciate the fact that you got up here. You know that was that was the way I sounded. In case you missed those early years, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I told them no once. Everything else was yes. I don't know how it'll work, but I'm going to say yes. Everything God asked me to do, I said yes, and that was what changed my life. Those are the opportunities. When you do this, the sky's the limit. Personally, but it not only does something for you personally, you're doing something for the body of Christ. Like, you're, you're making opportunities for the church to grow. Because God sends people to a place where they're going to be taken care of. And if we have people that are willing to do what they need to do, then God can send more. And as we become connected, see, you, you can eat an elephant if you do it one bite at a time. You could pick up an elephant if you have enough people. But I can't pick up an elephant by myself. If I only had supreme strength, I would try. Yes, I would try. All right. We can do this. Come on. You know, I would try. I would try everything possible. But most likely, I'll say most likely because you never know, I cannot pick up an elephant by myself. But when everyone does their part, when everyone becomes connected to what God's doing, 
then I think that's where my yoke is easy and my burden is light comes into play. Because we all are sharing the load. It's not about, hey, look at my, you know, it's not like the John and Elizabeth show. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, <laughs> we need you all. Um, you know, but but that's, that's what it is. It says, you know, um, it says that when you, step out in these places. The, the scripture that I have was 40, Isaiah 41.10. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. See, it's not, you don't have to do this, but you have to be willing to try to do this. And then God shows up and he does it. You have to be willing to stand in the place and say, use me. And then God always shows up. Okay. <laughs> and every single one of them that I asked to speak said, okay. <laughs> if you think I'm supposed to, I will. Yes. And it, and it wasn't about them. It was about the word that they had. See, there's nothing about them that makes any of this any different but the word that's working in them produces life I could have picked any one of you to stand up here and talk and it would have been the word that's working in you that would have ministered to other people in the room that takes a lot of the response that takes a lot of the pressure off you know I don't have to make it happen it's the word working in me and we all have a revelation we all have a truth of the word of God and when we allow that truth to be tapped on we become vitally connected that means that we're showing up because we know that what we have is vital you know a lot of times we hear the relying on God and trusting on God and knowing that he's good well are we putting in ourselves are we doing our part to put ourselves in that position to let that gift be pulled out because people need what you have. The church needs what you have. And the key to all this is giving. And a lot of times, and, and, and God kind of admonished me a little bit this morning about this giving scripture. It's not just about your money. It says, Second um, Corinthians 9, 6 through seven it says remember a stingy planter and this is the message version a stingy planter gets a stingy crop a lavish planter gets a lavish crop i want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what will you give that will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting god loves it when we give delight god loves it when the giver delights in the giving. And that's your time, your effort, your energy, and your money. Because you're going you're gonna to throw your money at the things that you think are important. Whatever's a priority in your life, that's where your money goes. That's where your time goes. That's where your effort goes. To the things in, in your life that you value. That's where your time goes. 
So it's not just about your money. It is about your money. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you need to give. That's important because it puts your finances in order. It puts you in a position where you're stable. It puts you in a position where no matter what happens around you, no matter what shakes, then you still are stable because you've done your part. You've shown up in the giving arena. And God, you've positioned yourself to be in a place where God can do great things for you. When you give of your time, you're positioning yourself in a place where God can show up and do great things for you. When you give your efforts, when you give your energy, when you give your brains, <laughs> whatever, however your brain's wired, we're all wired differently. I used to say, God, why did you even give me a brain if I'm just supposed to just say yes? And then later he showed me why I had a brain, and that was good. I was like, oh, okay, yes, thank you. Because it was like useless because it hadn't been bridled yet. It was like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> and it would just go think crazy stuff. But when I give my, you know, now that my brain is under God's control, then you know what? I'm, a, I'm allowed to, to use my brain the way he made it. I'm, a, I'm allowed to use my personality the way God made it. I'm allowed to use my talents the way God made it. I'm allowed, you know, because I've given them to God. I'm showing up. Here's what I, what I have, Lord. Here's what you've given me. Use it. And he, every time, draws out of me what he needs. For the moment, for the time, for the situation. And we're all the same. God needs you to show up. He needs you to be vitally connected to what's going on. So today, if you leave, what's the, what's the word for the day, ladies? Or two of them? Right. Point across. Yay. I could have put that on the objective. What do you need to leave knowing that you're vitally connected? Or if you want to be successful, be vitally connected. I have to... <laughs> stupid standards. <laughs> I'm telling you. They're just ruling my life right now. But... <sighs> Yeah, I stated my ejected. I, I had it posted. I taught it. I reiterated it. I had feedback from the audience. See? If you want to be a teacher, that's the way you do it. <laughs> Six classes a day, 180 days a year. That's all you got to do. <laughs> that's it right there. But I'm telling you, they're, they're, we need you. We need your brains, we need your gifts, we need your talents, we need your connections, we need your hearts, we need your money. No, for reals. I mean, the church can't grow if there's no money. We have to pay bills just like you. And again, if we all do our part, it's easy. There's no one burden on any one person. So today, we're going to pray. And I, I just know that, that God brought you here because you're special. 60 people signed up. 45 showed up. God brought you here on purpose. 
We're going to another place this next year. We're going to another, I mean, all the places, all the people are getting in position. And God brought you here this morning because you have a position, you have a place, you have a part to play in that. And those things in your heart, God wants to pull them out. He wants you to show up. He wants you to be in a place where those are as vitally important to him as he is to you. Don't disregard whatever it is that he's asking you to do. If you say yes, if you say yes, God will use you. God will use you. We don't have excuses. <laughs> we don't have other agendas. We don't have to see ourselves as unworthy or not a place to fit. They all work. You don't have to do this by yourself. God is always with you. He will always be standing beside you. Just let him use the things that you have to give. Amen. Well, Lord, I thank you today. Well, first of all, does anybody, if you have, while we're staying in this attitude of prayer, you can keep your heads bowed. If you have a prayer request in your heart and you want us to pray for you, if you raise your hand right now, I'm going to pray. So you may have a prayer request like health, finances, family, jobs, Just raise your hand, and we're going to, like, just get your hand up there. We're going to believe by faith, and I'm going to pray. And God knows who you are, where you are. Anybody else? Family members that you're standing for? Situations that you need God to move? A place to feel like you belong? Wait just another second. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Father, even as they stick their hands up as a sign of faith, Father, that says that I'm trusting you right now, Father, we agree with them. We agree with them, Lord, that you are working on their behalf. Father, I thank you that from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Father, that they are healed, that they are whole. I thank you, Father, that you know that the people that they are standing for. I thank you, Father, that that you are bringing people across their path that they can receive from, that the life of God, that the love of God, Father, will be received from them because people came across their path and said, yes, I can tell you about Jesus because I know him and I can explain to him to you in a way that you'll hear me because God sent me. I thank you, Father, that you are making a difference in our finances, Lord, Father, that you're showing us the places that we're supposed to give out, that you're showing us the places where we're supposed to stand in the gap, that you're showing us, Lord, that the opportunities around us are around us. I thank you, Father, for family situations that seem impossible, that seem like mountains. Father, I thank you that we don't become distracted by those situations, but we look 
to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, Father, that we look to you, Lord, to be the one to make the difference, that we look to you, Lord, to be the one to give us words to speak, that you fill our hearts with a love that doesn't condemn, that you fill our loves, our hearts with a love that doesn't judge, that you fill our hearts with a love that says, I love you just the way you are. And I'm going to walk through this with you. I thank you, Father, that you are, are taking moments in our lives, Father, that produce life. I thank you, Father, that for anyone who says, I don't know where I fit. I thank you, Father, that you are um, opening their hearts, opening their eyes to see. But, Father, you're also bringing someone across their path that says, I know. Why don't you do this? Or someone will say, we're looking for people. And they'll be like, yes, that's me. Or you drop in their heart, Father, the places where they're to be connected. The places where they can give out. The places where they can meet you. The places between real and ideal. The the miracle space, Lord. Where they're stable and accountable. I thank you that every person in this room finds that place in Jesus name in Jesus name and everybody said amen well have a wonderful Christmas if I don't get to tell you personally (laughs) I'm telling you right now I love you thank you for doing what you do thank you for being a part of who we are and thank you for coming today and and letting God minister to you. Have an awesome day. Be blessed. Amen.